Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Wherever you're at in the world, welcome back to Edmonton After Midnight. This is your host, LB. And um, in today's episode, I have my guest, Alan. He's on once again. Today's topic is, we're going to get a little bit personal. We're going to explain to the listeners our top five games of all time and why these top five games that we choose mean so much to us. So I'm not expecting this to be an hour long, but you never know when me and Alan talk. We can talk for hours. It may turn into an hour. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But with that being said, we're gonna get right into this episode. I'd like to thank to I'd like to thank all the listeners that have been paying attention to my uploads and have been giving it a listen. Thank you very much. Please spread it around. I'm trying to get more listeners and um that's all I gotta say about that. But how are you doing, Alan? Doing good. All right. So you you had some time to compile your list. So I'm going to let you go first because mine is straightforward. And um, yeah. So I'll let you go first. What are your top five games? Let's start from five to one, from you know least important to most important in that category of top five games. So I'll let you go first. Okay. It was a bit difficult to compile this list because it's like uh, it's uh, the list has been interchangeable to some extent. But it's, uh, uh, for me, I have to little bit do uh, narrow it down from uh, one game per franchise, just so I don't list all, all the games from the franchises uh, from the same fran- uh, series. Uh, this is for me, uh, for me, because uh, otherwise, uh, hey, yeah, otherwise uh, there could be something like a like a repeat of the same series, but. Uh, from what I thought, um, for number five, I'll put uh, the Trail of Cold Steel, uh, Cold Steel series, uh, the Legend of Heroes, Legend uh, Trails of Cold Steel. It's a very, um, it's a very, um, the company really made Nihon Falcon makes a really good game, make, um, like real good world building games. So it's like it gives you like a very per- good perspective of like how the um, like uh, how the world is and. Um, and that's about like um students going to school to learn about like war uh, uh like the world and war and like uh how like there's um the, like because there's uh the class is composed of like commoners and nobles so there's different views like how like as well um the class is open open between like uh um like uh working like commoners and nobles together uh though some they do clash uh, some of them do clash but uh it's learning to work together and uh and uh experiencing uh well they go on like field field experience uh, field experiences basically like field trips to different parts of the world to like uh work on different assignments and like understand like uh how the like how the city is and like uh what uh, end result like small conflicts but overall, they get a big picture of like, okay, what's going on, and uh, and uh, how to well, they say like, uh, well, how to solve uh, like world world problems as they will get deeper and deeper into like uh, the plot. Like uh, they know there's a uh, there's a faction that wants to like start war. Like, cause it's like there's no sometimes there's no true right or wrong, but there's a uh, um, but um, like each country does have their own um, reasons and goals to like uh militarize and like uh and and uh fight other nations and political reasons as well so it's i, I find that like uh, i do like it and the uh, the combat system is like i do like the combat system so it is 
um it's uh what makes the game well like everything makes the game like overall like uh, a good experience to like try and like well because it's four games in total so let's and not including Trails of the Sky series because it's in the same world and they're going to release more games this year, uh, this year and next year in terms of like continuing on the series. So, uh, what what I like about the E series is, uh, or no, 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 sorry, the Trails of Cold series series is like, uh, um, they make each character with personality and uh, and build upon it on how they resolve things together. And as you get like later on, like uh. Um, the students grow up into like uh, adults and how they will, what type of career path they choose and how they, uh, well, uh, well, they try and still remain true to each other. Uh, well, like, like, um, well, cause each, each person has different families, uh, that represent different, well, like, uh, what they, what they represent and how they want to uh, try and like solve these problems. Yeah. So that's about my pick for number five. So. Uh, so should I continue four, or are you going to uh, start with your five? So LB, so should I do like number four, or should I, or are you going to say your number five? Can you hear me, LB? Okay, since I can't hear anything on your end, I'll just start with them, then I'll go with number four. Um, uh, number four, I'll go with Persona 4, even though like um, Persona 5 seems to be very popular and more, a lot of people are um, um, uh, are gotten to the Persona series because of number five, but number four it does have a very, like, um, really enriching, uh, like, really good story. I know there's like uh well basically because uh persona does have like a like uh besides like uh there's a quality of life where you like hang out with friends like you go well, it's a cool setting so uh as long as you aren't tired of that nope, it is a cool setting where you try and uh enrich your relationship with friends uh the friends and uh the friends you meet and each character is um uh well like People like the um, well, the Persona Vita, uh, or the Persona Four Golden for the Vita. So, uh, and it's it is on Steam, but uh, it has a good like um, it's a mystery. Uh, like uh, the main character goes to a small town, and then there's a um, a string of murders. So two, and well, would have been more, but uh, um. But like the main character is like uh, trying to overcome, uh, like uh, trying to solve uh, solve the mystery as his um, close a det- detective, and yeah, there's uh, uncle's a detective. But uh, because the re- mystery revolves around you, and uh, and you uh, discover this other world and the TV world, um, only you can basically solve this, these mysteries as people disappear, and then you try and like find these students. And um, when you go into the world, it's like. Um, it shows the other side of you, like like um, the side that you may not necessarily want to show, like like uh, other people. So it's basically like um, what your thoughts are, what your uh, who, or maybe who you are, and it's a side that you may not necessarily want to show other people. And it goes uh, deep into those um, like character development where you like this is a side of you, and then it's like you come to try and accept it. So that um, basically, it's like. 
the shadow part of you is like it is it is a part of you and you come to accept that side of you. Each character has their own uh, own like side that they don't want to show, like uh well kanji basically like uh it may show that he's kinda like likes to do uh like feminine things like sewing. I think it was sewing and or something dolls. Either sewing or dolls. I can't fully remember now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Naoto with uh basically like um she's born a girl and like um like acts uh is a detective and has to dress up as a guy and acts like a guy well um so there's uh a part of her that wishes she could be, should could have been born like a guy yeah guy instead yeah 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 so it's each character with their own development and eventually like um like um they they really strong form a strong bond and relationship and and uh solve the mystery of like um of well, why why these uh, murders are happening into town so Persona 4 is my fourth choice. Yeah. Yeah. And then my third choice would be um, Xenogears. It's a very... Uh, well, one, it does have... Um, cool thing is, uh, well, it does have mechs or, or uh, giant robots. So, but uh, it does... Uh, it's a very controversial um, game at that time. It was like... See, uh, it touches upon like religion, drugs, psychological, PTSD, um, many darker, uh, darker theme stories at that point in time. Well written story, which like uh, the downside is the second disc is um, well, like because they were running out of time, time um, um, they had to really cut a lot of like uh, like uh, the story had to be. Well, kind of caught up in a wish that if uh, if the creator had more time time to do it, um, could have expanded the story a lot more. Yeah. But otherwise, um, like uh, it was um, um, well, peaceful town, got, uh, you know, uh, some um, well, enemy years kind of uh, was like uh, well landed there and started a fight and destroyed a well, he ended up piloting uh the main character ended up piloting here and well somehow just well ended up destroying the whole town but then from there on it um it was a journey of like well like uh well the guy uh, with uh well the doc the doctor from the town, uh, with, with the guidance of the doctor from the town, um, kind of journey through uh, self, dis- a little bit of discovery, um, because there's uh, he has memory repressed, and well, our youth and fighting system really, uh, like really fun. It's like nice seeing like you trying to figure out the different combos, and um, and piloting the the, the gears. Yeah, and then as you progress through the story, you find like um, well, the world is uh, well, somewhat like repressed by like uh, people in um, well, in another uh, in a hidden city called uh, Solaris. Yes, trying to figure out what's the best way to explain or why I like the game. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you well, basically you find well, basically like each keep people in the country have their own agendas and why they well like uh why they want to start war or why they want to control the people of the uh, of uh, of the world. And there's like uh, basically a lot of gender laws. Um, you, the main character, is like a superior species, and well, one uh, one um, one other character, uh, and a character on the enemy forces. <clears throat> and well, there's basically like a lot of like a lot of background work, basically a lot of background, and that's like it's deep the story. Then number two will be uh, Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger, okay. Yeah, I feel they did a, like the time uh, time travel story, like like in a way, it's like very perfect, like how they like tie up most of uh, uh do the time story, like how like how the well, world the story could should have been like uh, if you didn't like time traveled and uh, and interfered with it, and how Lavos would have destroyed the world. It's um, you first travel in the past, which um, let's see, traveled in the past is kind of a look. Uh, let's see, and discovered uh, disc- well, basically, you kind of like uh, figure out what kind of what uh, destroyed the uh, like a uh, dinosaur age. Okay. Okay. And that, uh, well, when you travel in the future, you've, uh, well, like, uh, you figure out that, um, what, what hit, uh, destroyed the dinosaur age was, like, the creature called Lavalus and, uh, and how in the future, once it, uh, matures enough, it'll destroy the world. Well, when that you discover in the future, because you saw, like, on the computer, like, the day of, uh, the day of the end. And then you time travel back to see if you can, well, like, uh, you can stop that from happening and, uh, and you triggered a chain of events that uh that would uh that prevented it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, when you meet me, I guess that was the first thing you kind of changed that uh that um like well changed uh, triggered the whole uh whole discovered like okay there's a way to well, like uh um you changed what 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 should have happened in the past or in the future, and you had to fight your way to well like try and like defeat levels. And I feel like uh, I, I really like the the battle system, like the dual text and triple text. That was really like the battle. Like you didn't go into a battle screen; it was just like on screen, and it was like they did it. Uh, that, that, the battle system was very innovative at that time. Yeah, yeah, it was just a masterpiece, and like how the creators just like piece the story together. What do you change in the past will affect the future. Just little things, and um, and it like they they uh, told the story really well. And then my first choice would be uh, well, Final Fantasy series. But uh, if I had to choose one, like uh, Final Fantasy six would be my favorite since I well that's one I grew up with, and they really um, like uh there's. 14 characters in total, and they really wrote each character, like, with individuality and character growth. It's like, they, um, no, well, mostly, I'll say, um, most characters, like, um, 
whether it's like small or big uh, or like a major to the plot line, like yeah, they do touch upon each character and their um, who they are, um, why they are the way they are, and how. And well, there's no like true main character. There's one character that pivots the story in a certain way, but uh, the main character Terra, or at least there's no true main character in a way. But she's like the main driving force for the whole, uh, like uh, why the story started. And um, each character, uh, each character is a, a very special and individual in a way. So it's like not uh, all characters are like different representation. Uh, like uh, like how you use the character would be different. Like there's magic based characters. There's um. Uh, characters that use tools, so that one's selecting menu, but then uh, uh, there's a martial artist, um, uh, Sabin, he, um, you have to input commands to, like, uh, uh, for him to do moves. Uh, Cyan would be, uh, wait, well, like, basically, like, uh, waiting for, like, uh, time before he changes his moves. Strategy would be a blue mage. Let's see. There's a uh, uh, thief thief class. It's kind of like each character does have a class, and basically how they how they operate is different. But I really find like the story really uh, like it was one of the like really good stories about like uh, well, they say somebody wanting to well, it comes down to taking over the world and uh, and managing to succeed. And how the main character is like, they all lost hope at first, uh, but then they uh, end up banding together and like, uh, and uh, defeating, uh, defeating them, uh, defeating, defeating the final boss, Kafka. <laughs> yeah, uh, in in the like, because there's two worlds: world of balance, where before this all happened, and world of ruin, and I, at the start of World of Ruin, that's like, uh, you're, well, you control Celeste and how she was, like, at the brink of, well, if you let, uh, like, uh, her uh, father die, uh, Sid die, like, I uh, showed, like, she lost all hope and wanted to, like, commit suicide, but then uh, eventually found hope again, and, uh, well, even if the world, how um, how bad it is, it's like, uh, they still uh, find hope to con- uh, continue to battle rather than, like, hide and just try and live a normal life yeah yeah and then while honorable mentions in the spot fantasy series like seven i will say perfected uh like at that time i'll just say a turn-based battle so very customization with a like a probably original seven not the not the remake um with the material system with the limit breaks just uh how they make the turn-based system it was like I would say it's like turn-based, like without any like special gimmicks or mechanics. Not too much special mechanics. It's like very perfected for turn-based. Though, like graphics might not have aged too well, but it's still like a really good, really good game. Nine is a really good game, and Final Fantasy Ten, and I would say probably Tactics. Yeah, for a Final Fantasy series. Um, those would probably be my top five, uh, top five things could change in the future as I play more games because 
Um, well, some people have mentioned um, Sweet Golden, uh, particularly number five, Flapper Profile. So yeah, um, those uh, those are my top five for now. Your top five for now. All right, those are some pretty decent uh, choices, of course. Um, all those games I have heard of, some of them I have played, some of them I have not, but I'm very aware of them. All right, so I'm gonna get into my list, and um, we'll get right into it. So number five is Street Fighter Two. Now, why did I choose Street Fighter Two? Street Fighter 2, to me, was the first true fighting game I was introduced to. Uh, my older brother uh, was playing in the arcades previously, and then when it came to home console, he had asked our parents to, for a Super Nintendo for Christmas. I believe my parents bought it maybe a couple months early, and they hid it under the bed. So what he used to do is he used to, when um, my parents would go out, he would pull it from under the bed and set it up nice and neat, and uh, take the game out of the box nice and neat, and then we'd play for an hour, and then as soon as we were done, he'd put it back nice and neat to make it seem like it was never opened. And yeah, we just got into the game. He introduced all the characters to us. It was, like I said, it was the first real fighting game I ever played. I mean, before I played games such as Mario, Mario and etc., but I'm never been, I was never really a Mario person. I guess I liked action and whatnot. So he introduced all the characters to us, and I just got the game down packed. We'd always battle each other. In the game, he gave us all the information on the game, who was who, what was what, what they did, etc., etc. And it was just new to us at that time, new but exciting, uh, us being me and my, my brothers. And um, yeah, it just stuck with me. It sticks has sticked with me to this day. Street Fighter is one of my f- most favorite franchises of all time. I own as... I don't own the whole collection, but I own a pretty decent amount. I'm known to buy Street Fighter on any console it's on. Um, I have a PS5, Xbox Series X, and Switch, and I have, you know, Street Fighter 30th on each one of them. Um, yeah, I don't have much more to say. That's just just the history of Street Fighter and how I feel about it. Uh, so Street Fighter 2 would be number five. Uh, number four would be Left 4 Dead 2. Now, as everyone who's Left 4 Dead fan, the game's been out for a long time, over 10 years, still going strong. Um, especially on PC with all the mods and etc. Still going pretty strong on the Xbox, too. Not to the degree on PC, but still going strong. Why is Left 4 Dead 2 so low on my list, though? Number four. I did not want them to change the cast. Now, for those who know, Left 4 Dead 1 had a different cast, the original cast. Left 4 Dead 2 takes, care, takes place in the South. Um, nothing wrong with that. Different aspect, different scenery. It's, that's all good. Nothing wrong with that. I just felt that the chemistry between the cast and Left 4 Dead 2 wasn't as strong as the chemistry in Left 4 Dead 1. And also, it's just, I think Left 4 Dead 1, their story wasn't done yet. So to replace them with a whole new cast, to me, was kind of like, mm, could have continued with the original cast, and then maybe they would have met the new cast, you know? But And I felt that Left 4 Dead 2 came out a little too too soon after Left 4 Dead 1. I think it was like a year and a half and it was released. I know they want to capitalize on the momentum. and I believe Left 4 Dead 2 sold more than Left 4 Dead 1, I think. But to me, Left 4 Dead 1 was obviously the better game in various reasons. Um, even with all the DLC and everything that's in Left 4 Dead 2, I still prefer to go back and play the Left 4 Dead 1 characters in, in Left 4 Dead 2. I just, haven't, I just have that feeling of, you know... I just I'm just more comfortable with Left 4 Dead 1 characters. But Left 4 Dead 2 is a very good game. It continues off from the first one. And other than the characters, I think it was a pretty well-written and uh, put-together game. 
of course, every game has these bugs and whatnot, and Left 4 Dead is full of clowns, and I was about to say some other words, but full of fucking idiots who, you know, let's just say when a, a true player gets into the game and is doing work, Left 4 Dead needs to figure out, there's some things Left 4 Dead needs to figure out, and I think, <laughs> this is not supposed to be a rant video, so actually, you know, I'm not going to rant, okay, I'm not going to rant, um... Let's just say that Left 4 Dead 2 is my fourth favorite game of all time. <laughs> I really want to rant on that game, but you know what? I'm not, I'll save it. I'll save it. Number three is Street Fighter Alpha 3. Now, <clears throat> there's a story with this. So, I got into the Alpha series. Alpha showed up in the local arcade in my city <laughs> back in the 90s, right? And I'm like, wow, this is Alpha. This is how they were when they're basically teenagers. Cool, nice. Got into the game. I'd, every time I go to the arcade with my brothers or by myself, I'd play Alpha. I had no idea that it was released on console. Um, at that time, we had the PS1. We got it for Christmas or previous Christmas or whatnot. So we were playing. But I had no idea Alpha was released for PS1. I wasn't really indulged into what was going on you know, outside of you know, where we live, Canada, and when things were coming in and whatnot. So how I found out was... Um, we went to Walmart, it was Christmas time, we went to Walmart, and we told our mom we are going to go walk around and look at electronics, so we did. I ended up seeing this bin of, uh, this bin, and it was like yellow, and it had, P it's like PS1 titles, PS1 Greatest Hits, and it was like, or Greatest Hits, or PS1, PS1 something, and it was this yellow case, and Alpha 1 was inside of it, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait a second, this got released? I like I like froze in my tracks. I couldn't believe it. I didn't even understand what happened. So I grabbed it right away. I didn't even look in the rest of the basket, right? I'm like, wow, Alpha One's released. I got to get this. I got to get this. So I went up to my parents. asked. They said, okay. So I got it, went home, and played it, and I kept playing it and whatnot. The next week, we went back to Walmart again. And I just, you know, I like, I'm going to look at going to see what else they have. One in the basket, this time I actually looked through the basket, and I saw Street Fighter Alpha 3. I said, what? There's a 3? And I couldn't believe it because I didn't, you know, I wasn't, while I was into Street Fighter, I, I was young. I wasn't, I was in school and other things. I wasn't able to follow the, how things were progressing in different countries or even in my country and how these games were progressing. I had no idea, right? I didn't have the lore or the history back then as I do now about Street Fighter. So I was very surprised. I actually was shell-shocked, and I had to buy it. So I took the allowance that I had, some of the allowance I had, and I bought it for myself. My brother couldn't believe it either, so we went home and we, we played. That game, Street Fighter Alpha 3, has to be, hands down to me, to this day, even Street Fighter 5 being out, the best Street Fighter game I've ever played in my life. Why? It was jam-packed. It had so many modes, so many characters, so many costume colors. Um, it felt like the combination of everything. They, like, put everything into this one game. Um, it had different modes, like 2-on-2 uh, two two or 1-on-2. Um, endless battle, where you just kept battling until you were done. Um, story mode was great. Story, the stories were great. The music was fabulous. I still play half the songs in my vehicle. I have it on, you know, on my phone and whatnot. But the most important part, and the thing that was a game changer, was World Tour Mode. That is something that should be brought back to Street Fighter VI. World Tour Mode was basically the whole globe, all the fighters all over the globe. You choose one fighter, and you have to go through the whole world. World Tour Mode, you're able to unlock characters in that, because there's characters in the game that you cannot get unless you do World Tour Mode. And there's certain requirements per round. Um, 
whether it's dual super with certain axisms and whatnot, and points. You have to get a certain amount of points to move on. Or you're going to keep battling over and over again until you get so. Um, you see new characters. You see move sets you've never seen before from old characters. Um, the supers were new and different. World Tour Mode took, like... If you were set World world Tour Mode from the beginning to the end, I think it takes at least two hours to complete, maybe. Maybe, I think. I don't know. But back then, it probably did two, three hours. I can't remember. If you're if you're being everyone in your first try and trying to speed through it, maybe you could do it a little over an hour. Um, but it was magnificent mode, and it, I've never seen anything else like it in a Street Fighter game since. So for that reason, Street Fighter 3 is on my list as number three. Number two... Donkey Kong Country, Diddy Kong's Quest. This game has a special place in my heart because I was never really a Donkey Kong fan. I'll tell a little story of how I got this game, by the way. I had no idea what I wanted for Christmas. And my brother had no idea what he wanted for Christmas. We literally went to Kmart, which was a, which was a store that used to be in Canada. And um, I think it's just on a whim. My brother said he wanted Killer Instinct, so he got Killer Instinct. And I got Diddy Kong, Donkey Kong 2. It was on a whim. I don't think we really know what we wanted. We just got something because we're like, we're here. We better get something. And that was it. And it was probably the newest thing at that time. So we get home and I plug it in and I start playing again. I'm getting into it. I'm really getting into it. And the music is just the music is just going with me. I'm just feeling the music, feeling the levels, feeling everything. Then I start to see the story. So Donkey Kong gets captured by King K. Rool at the beginning of the game. So now it's Diddy Kong and I believe his girlfriend, Dixie Kong, who has to save him. And it just captivated me mostly because of the, the gameplay, the scenery of the game, and the music. Most importantly is the music. The music of that game, hands down, is probably the best score in video game. One of the, one of the best scores in video games I've ever heard in my life. To this day in 2022, I still feel that D- Donkey Kong Country 2, D-Kong's Quest, has one of the best scores in video game history. I don't know. It just seems like almost every level had a great tune. Some were somber, some were upbeat, some were in the middle, but they all fit the levels. And I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, to me, and I can speed through that game so fast. And that's another thing. I, that's repay, for me, it has replayability. Just like Left 4 Dead does, just like Street Fighter does. My top five, all these games have replay, replayability in my mind. And they all have great soundtracks and things of that nature. So, for the most part. Um, well, Left 4 Dead 2 doesn't really have soundtracks, so I wouldn't say Left 4 Dead 2 is part of that. But um, the other three do. Um, yeah, Donkey Kong Country 2 is just on the list. It's on number two because just of everything I said. Number one is Left 4 Dead, the original Left 4 Dead. This is my favorite game of all time in 2022 so far. Why? Because I still play it to this day on my Series X. When I turn on my Series X, I go and I either play Cold War because I have Vanguard on my PS5, or I play Left 4 Dead 1 or 2. Why is Left 4 Dead 1 my favorite game of all time? It was the first first-person shooter game that got me interested in that genre. Before then, I was always just playing fighting games, sports games. I played, I got Left 4 Dead, and that branched off to Call of Duty, because I wasn't playing Call of Duty back in like the early 2000s. I didn't get in Call of Duty until mid-2000s. You would say mid twenty ten. I mean twenty ten is my mistake. Is when I got into Call of Duty. It was probably around Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two is when I got into it. Uh, around that time, I think it could actually maybe it would have been more that war. I don't know, but I know Left 4 Dead was the reason why I got into those games. Also, I was achievement hunting, but 
Left 4 Dead 2 was the first game I actually paid attention to. Left 4 Dead 1 was the first game I paid attention to and said, wow, this is interesting. You got zombies, shotgun, all types of different weapons. You're just mowing them down, trying to get to the next safe zone. I just found the game interesting. I found it aesthetically pleasing. I, I, I felt that the characters in the game got along very well. Their dialogue was funny, entertaining. It made sense. It seemed like there was some emotion there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's just the replayability to me to this day is just, it's just there. I don't know. For some reason, I just got so attached to this game to where I'm still playing it 12, 13 years later. Um, when I turn on my system, it's like the first game. Every, every when I think about playing a game, it's always the first game in my mind to play. Always. Always. I'm taking breaks from it, but I always come back to it. Over Left 4 Dead 2, because Left 4 Dead 2, I, like I said, yeah, the, the DLC has the old cast in it, but you could you can't put play the old cast in the new levels, right? So in the in the in the Left 4 Dead 2 levels, right? The the um DLC had come with the previous levels where they put the the new infected in the old levels, and you could be the old characters, but you can't be the old characters in the Left 4 Dead 2 levels, which is unfortunate. You know, Left 4 Dead is no like they had a DLC, like, okay, so it came out, Left 4 Dead came out, I think, 2009, I think, 2009, and then, like, literally 10 years later, they still released a DLC package for it. So, it's not, it, for all I know, in the next five years, they could release another DLC pack for Left 4 Dead 2, and I'll be there playing it, because I, I just, I just, you know, that game to me is the game of the game, games of games to me, right? Um, I don't have much more to say, it's just, that game just, maybe it was the right timing, it just hit me at the right time. And it, it actually took me away from Street Fighter. Left 4 Dead is the reason why my Street Fighter skills kind of downgraded. Because at that time, I was playing Street Fighter 4 like crazy. I would say I was mid-tier at best, maybe, in Street Fighter uh, in Street Fighter 4. And then I played Left 4 Dead, and that was it. Left 4 Dead got me into first-person shooters, Call of Duty. And then before you know it, like, years passed by where I'm, like, not even really paying too much attention to Street Fighter. I didn't even get into Street Fighter 5 until maybe, like, a year or two later. And obviously, I had to buy a PS4. I didn't have a PS4, so I had to buy a PS4 to play Street Fighter Five. And literally, like, I played it, and I was just like, eh, whatever it is, what it is. I was so out of Street Fighter at that point. So it was always in my mind, but I was so obsessed with playing Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, and nothing else really mattered at that point. Well, Call of Duties, I played the Call of Duties and whatnot, and but... Uh, like the fighting genre wasn't on, on my mind as much until later on when I started getting really having the fighting games towards where now my PS5, PS, PS4, PS5 is the dedicated fighting game system. So that's my top five lists. Um, Alan uh, also, uh, <laughs> I had mentioned his top five. As you can see, there's the difference between the games that we play, but at the same time, I know what games he played. I understand why they're on his list. Also, he knows the games that I played, what they are, and why they're on my list. So, any closing words before we end this episode today, Alan? Uh, when you mentioned that uh, Donkey Kong, uh, Diddy Kong's uh, uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong Quest, yeah. Quest. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite is, uh, well, uh, Donkey Kong Country 3, maybe, I don't, uh, the story may not necessarily be, uh, great, but I, uh, I enjoy all the mechanics of the three, uh, 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 Donkey Kong Country 3, and, uh, and, uh, well, back, back then, uh, like, before speedrunning it is now, like, uh, um, well, Magic Time, what was on Nintendo, uh, uh, Nintendo Power, so, uh, Donkey Kong Country 3 was one of my, well, my favorites for uh, back then. 
There you go. There you go. Yeah, Super Mario RPG is also a favorite, but <laughs> uh, hard to think of which one will, how I would rank because top five is hard to put all the games that I like on. I mean, we could always do. Yeah. We could always do our our six to ten list, right? <laughs> yeah. Which I do have. I do have that filled out too. Uh, six to ten. Um, I could easily fill that out. We could always do that too. So, yeah. but um, thanks for being on again, Alan. Yeah, and, and I'd like to thank all the listeners. Um, just spread the podcast around. Send it to your friend or friends, foe. It doesn't matter who you send it to. <laughs> just let them have a listen and hope they enjoy it. And just you know, just trying to get those numbers up. That's all. But um, this is I'll be signing out. Edmonton after midnight.